Welcome to the Transition Bridge Podcast, the podcast that will help you embrace, grow, and be transformed by the transitions of life. Now here's your host, Debbie Ronka. Across the country, millions of college freshmen are beginning to think about and planning to decorate their dorms and settling into their first semester of university life. This can be a time of mixed emotions for many parents who are excited to see their children begin the first chapter of their adult lives, but who also may be struggling to adjust to a new daily routine without their kids. Welcome to the Transition Bridge Podcast. I'm Debbie Ronker, your host. And today I have with us a very special mom, Karen Truman. And she has come with us today to share about the journey she is entering right now. She's beginning to the phase of the empty nester transition. Karen, welcome to the podcast. And I'm so glad that you're here today. This is a transition in life that we can see coming as moms. And we know eventually this day will come. And it's one of those transitions in life that we can't ignore. We can't push aside. You know, there's something about transitions. Sometimes we're blindsided. We don't see them coming. But this transition in life, we know it's coming. And it's the time when our children begin to leave our homes. And it's a, a very emotional time as a parent, because it's a new beginning and it's a change. So I'm really glad that you're here today as you begin to share with all the moms that are going to be listening about your journey. Thank you so much, Debbie. And um, I hope I can get through this without having to cry a lot. (laughs) Tears are so welcomed because that's one thing I do remember, especially with the first one leaving because it's so new and it's so different and our hearts are just really in a vulnerable place. So tell us about who is getting ready to leave your nest. Tell us a little bit about your family and tell us um, how you're preparing for this transition. Okay. Um, Well, Michael, our firstborn Michael will be um, going to college. Chad and I, my husband, uh, we've been married for about uh, 18 years now. And um, we have three boys, Michael, who's 17, Anthony, who's 15, and Jack, 11 years old. Michael will be heading to college this fall. Um, He will be going to Baylor University. He will be a medical humanities major as a pre-med student. Congratulations. That's incredible. Yes. Did did you ever see that in him as he was growing up, like maybe in high school or middle school, a desire to go in that direction? You know, Michael has always been a caring person. I've always seen that um, he's always very helpful. You know, as you see, he he does do a lot of volunteer work. He's a very caring and compassionate person. So going into medicine, I mean, he does love, he loves science. Um, and he's, he's, you know, our, my parents live with us. Um, so they're, they're aging parents, you know, they're aging. And there's times when 
when my parents have to go to um, doctors and he's the first one to ask, mama, why did you go to the doctor today? You know, what did they say and what do you need to do? So I think, I don't know if that helped a little bit, <laughs> you know, having aging, you know, aging grandparents in the house and he wants to know what, what's going on, how to treat them, how to make them better, how to make them live longer or keep them forever, you know? So, yeah. Well, how, how special is that? You know, I want to just first honor you and your husband, Chad, for having your parents in your home, you know, in this day and age, um, it just seems like sometimes we take the opposite direction, but you've given your, your parents a place where they can feel safe and loved. And isn't it interesting? Our children learn from the environments that they're in. And so just witnessing your parents, like you just shared, was actually probably drawing out of him even more so of who he was, God was planning for him to be. So uh, that's all like so exciting. So Karen, share with us, where is your heart right now? Well, my heart, um, you know, I'm very happy right now, actually, you know, um, I'm just thankful that God gave me this time in my life where I can actually send a child to college. And, um, and so there you know, I, I'm somewhat nervous and anxious about sending him away from me. However, I just, I just know what God has promised in my heart. And, and so I just, I just keep that, you know, in my head. And um, so I know that he will be fine. He, I just, I pray a lot. And, um, but, you know, with my husband and I, we just know that, um, we, we think that we've done our best raising him this past 17 years. So we feel that he will be ready and we should be okay. That is so beautifully said. And, you know, as parents, the things that we do with our children as we're raising them really does prepare them to be successful. And it sounds like you and Chad were very intentional in the way that you raised Michael and of course the way you're raising all of your children so that you can have a sense of confidence and peace in your heart, even though it still is a struggle to let go. I, I just remember when my first son, Jonathan left and, you know, it's like a bittersweet time for a mother, you know, you're so excited cause you know, they're getting ready to go off and have new discoveries, but there's a, a sadness about a, a part of our experience as being mothers that's going to change. So like sometimes we can tend to look at an empty nester as a loss, but it's really not a loss as much as it is a change because loss is forever. Right. And so I just want to encourage any moms that are listening because that is kind of like how we feel. It's like, oh, I'm going to lose that part of motherhood. Yeah. And it does. It just tears at our hearts. And I remember when my son was going to his, his senior prom, and that particular year, he wore all white. And I remember he said, Mom, Mom, can you tie my shoes? Because, of course, he was running late. 
And I remember kneeling down, tying those big white shoes. And what went through my mind were those little tiny white shoes that I used to tie all the time. And I'm like, oh, I'm start crying. And so <laughs> I don't know if you've had experiences like that, but that's kind of the, I was just always like reflecting and remembering just certain things. H have you had any experiences like that? Yes, actually a lot this past month um, as I prepare for his graduation and um, preparing for his graduation party and all the last banquets that he's going to have for high school. You know, he played soccer for the past four years and at Klein High School. And so I was, you know, going to his last banquet that he's going to attend uh, at the so soccer banquet at the high school it, it was all sad. You know, it's like bittersweet memories as I watch all the slideshows, you know, up there. Um, and also, you know, for his graduation party, I had to prepare a slide. It was my dedication slide for him. Um, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like so sad about, I mean, my voice. I'm sorry, but uh, no. I had to pray. Um, so I had this slide that I prepared for him. And um, the background song was from J.J. Heller. And it's a song called Learning to Let You Go. And mm. the, the song talked about from being young to um, getting his driver's license, you know, starting to drive and all the worries along the way. And, um, and also um, just knowing that he's, that he's alone from God. Mm. and it's just that he, I have him temporary, you know, so I could raise him to be the person that he's going to be, and it's, it was so sad, you know, everybody was so happy seeing that slide, and to me, it was, it was, I was actually really proud for, for this, for the kid, from the kid that he is, to all his accomplishment from school, you know. I love that you did that for him. There is something so powerful when you see the slides that you actually see your child's life and you, you, you see their accomplishments, you see their personal growth, yes. uh, and you can't help but celebrate. <laughs> and yet at the same time, it's like, how did that go by so fast? It flies by. Yes. You know, um, one other thing I remember when, when I was uh, driving to work and um, I, I, it was his first day in high school and I turned and I looked at the school and I'm like, wow, my baby is now there. And, um, and then just last, last month, you know, I, I was turning the same way and I looked and I'm like, wow, today's actually my son's last day at, at school. And it was so fast. It seemed like, you know, I thought that he would be there forever when he was a freshman. And then just last month, I'm like, wow, that went by so quick. It's so true. It's like sometimes when we're in it, we think, oh, we have all of this time. And then like suddenly... You know, I saw this quote this morning and it said, you know, our children's 
handprints, they get higher and higher, like on the wall. <laughs> and then like one day they disappear, uh -oh. you know, just, just because they've, they've grown up. And, you know, our empty nest is a test of trust of God's plans for us and our children. It really is a time where we, like you said earlier, Karen, how much we have to trust in God's plan for your son, but also his plans for you. And one of the things I know, like as moms, when we become moms, we, we, we kind of step back and we put our family first because we're nurturers. We want to take care of everyone. So lots of times we'll put aside maybe some of our dreams or maybe, you know, we don't get to fully do them, maybe partially. It's as moms, we step back so we can let the others fly. I mean, it's interesting when our children begin to leave the nest, it's time for the mother to step forward, to come across that line, maybe in a new way. Have you thought about what you will be doing different after Michael heads off to Baylor? Yes, and, and you're right. You know, there's so many, I'm a very busy body and I always have many business ideas in my head all the time, but yeah, they've all taken a back seat, you know, because my first priority is Chad and then my children, you know, and then, yeah, we became the last priority. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and yeah, so I have been, you know, slowly thinking, oh, wow, I'm going to have this free time. You know, I worry so much about Mike all the time. And um, so what would I do? And then I kind of jokingly said to my second one, I'm like, oh, Anthony, are you going to be ready? Because I'm, I'm going to have all these extra time dedicated for you. And he's like, Oh, mommy, he's like, he's like, I'm, I think I'm going to miss Michael being home. <laughs> you know? And, and, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I do like to read, but I've never haven't gotten a chance to just sit down and read. So that's one thing that I'm looking forward to, you know, cause um, I, I like to read, um, before going to bed, but I find that, you know, with, with all my boys and all their activities and other um, groups that I'm involved with, I've, you know, taken that hour of reading into to-do list for tomorrow. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of um, looking forward to that free time. Maybe I'll get a chance to read more books that I've been wanting to read. There you go. You know, they say it's always good to start um, re-entering different things into your life. There's a quote here from Dr. Margaret Rutherford, and she says, your child's life will be filled with fresh experiences. It's good if yours is as well. Oh. And so one of the things that's important for us as our children do move on is that it give ourselves permission to say, like, this is a time for me now. This is an expansion of who I am and not to stop living. I think sometimes when our children live, we contend as mothers think, 
well, my time is over, my season's over, but actually it is like a new beginning for you as a resurrection of what's been maybe dormant inside of all of us for all those years. And so it's a time of even new discovery for ourselves. Yeah. I love how you shared that. There's another quote that I love. Um, it says, you fly now. I will be here when you need to rest your wings, mom. I know I didn't mean to make you cry, <laughs> but you know, there's just something about our motherhood changes. So it's, it's an interesting adjustment, but it's a necessary adjustment because we spend all that time when we have our children imparting, nurturing, guiding, mm -hmm. um, being a mom. But now when they our children go off to college, they're in a whole new sense of discovery, um, making decisions, a lot of them on their own. Yes. And there's a stepping back that we kind of have to acknowledge and embrace. And maybe our motherhood begins to change to mentorship. Maybe our motherhood becomes not being so overly involved, but maybe an advisor when asked. And that is a hard adjustment because for 17 years, for 18 years, we've acted one way with our children. And now it's like we're being called to let our children mature, especially sons. You know, we want them to be able to mature and make their decisions. And it's hard, especially when we feel like we got the better answer, right? Yes. You know, I've been working with Michael uh, for a while now about, you know, having, ha having him to learn to make his own decisions and, and make his own negotiations, you know, and good. And, yeah. And, you know, I have to teach him, you know, um, you know, Chad and I with our business, you know, we, we always taught him how to negotiate, but we say, you know, Michael, in a negotiations, both parties have to walk away happy, you know, do not, you know, we, our family follow this, um, uh, this Bible verse, uh, which is Philippians uh, 2, three to eight, you know, you know, where you do not only look out for your own personal interests, but also to the interests of others, you know, and so we have to teach him negotiating skills, you know, and, um, and that, you know, I know there's going to be a lot of negotiations, you know, between him and I'm sure his uh, roommate and, um, and with just other people, he's so used to coming to me and asking me, Mommy, what do I do? Mommy, what do I do? You know what? He's just going to have to learn you know, to, you know, make the negotiations. And and if he makes mistakes in other things, then that's fine. Right. We all have to make that mistake. And I'm just going to have to learn to just listen to him and say, OK, well, then in the future, you'll, you know what to do. And so, yeah, I've, I've been actually practicing that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I've been practicing that a lot. And just, you know, 
not having to give my input all the time and just listening to what had happened. That is wonderful, Karen. And like even moving forward, we could always have the question, would you like me to share what I'm thinking? And, And then open that door. But I also love how you're preparing him to already understand negotiation. Like the best thing we could do is give our children keys so they know how to live life. And like you said, it's not that they're going to not fall down. I mean, when they took their first steps, they fell down, but they kept wanting to get up to learn. And as long as we equip our children with godly values and morals and instill their character um, and, and just keys how to live life, it really does set them up in a healthy way. I'm just so proud of you for that. I just that love awesome. how you're doing that. Now, I want to go back to your your son, your, both your sons, Jack and Anthony, because when he said he's also going to be struggling, and I think sometimes we may forget that the siblings, the ones that are left behind, there's going to be an adjustment for them in the home because they're used to either wrestling with their brothers or hanging out together. And so there is a a different loss for them. And I guess I would, it is a loss and it is a big adjustment for them. So have you thought about how you're going to prepare the boys? Um, no, not really. I guess I just been pretty much focused on, um, you know, with Michael, but I do ask the boys a lot, you know, Hey, what are you guys going to do? Are you going to miss Michael when, when he leaves? And, um, and Anthony, actually, you know, Anthony and Michael are only 18 months apart. So they're very close. And, you know, honestly, it was so hard to find um, slides of just Michael when, you know, as a young kid, because there's always Anthony (laughs) next to him. And so they're best buds. Right. And, um, and Jack, Jack, um, always looks up to Michael. Jack also wants to become a doctor. You know, Jack also wants to go to Baylor. And so, and they're very close. You know, I'm a, thank God that my, my boys saw how it is to be close with their, with, with siblings, because my sister, I have two siblings, uh, both girls and, and we're very close. And they saw that they saw how to be very close as a family. And, um, and, for them, I, I think once Michael leave, they will be very sad, actually. <laughs> yeah. They will be very sad. They, um, I think um, yesterday, actually, um, Anthony said, Michael, I think I'm going to, just jokingly, he's like, Michael, I'm going to start sleeping in your room. And <laughs> Michael's like, why? He's like, I don't know. He's like, you have a better room. And, uh, and also just in case, you know, just in case I miss you. And it was just, it, I know he was joking Aww. around, but in a way I'm like, I think he means it. <laughs> that is so, you know, that's just how a boy communicates to a boy. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. You know, it is interesting because our first two are close together. And then our third, there was like a seven year difference. And it caught us by surprise. Jonathan left and Jamie left. And then Vinny was left at home and suddenly for the first time, he was an only child. He had never been an only child. He was used to having siblings. So that was, it was an awakening for us. 
you know, so if anybody's listening, uh, look at your children's ages and kind of be prepared for how it's going to affect each of your children as the older ones leave. And it was like, we were aware of, oh, he's by himself. So we were trying to create more things to do together and have more of his friends over because it was an adjustment for him too. Yes. Yes. You're right. Yeah. Jack is always with his brothers joking around, playing rough with, you know, uh, with them and yeah, I'll, I'll have to pay attention to him. (laughs) And you know how I love letters. So I was going to you know, suggest that I think it would be beautiful if, and I know you'll, you'll do this already, but if your other sons write to Michael about how they feel about him going off to college, it'll be a great way for them to convey their feelings. And then Michael will have these letters with him at his dorm. And even when he misses family, he could pick up his letters Yes, you know, your writing letters has become very big in our family, Debbie. Ever since you you wrote that book and introduced me to that book, so um, I will do that. I, I actually should do that. You know, we're we're used to doing this um, every birthdays, and um, and you know, you. I want to do that. I, I think I, I'm going to do that for Michael. I, I was planning on doing something for Michael where when before before I leave the dorm that, you know, once I put him back in the dorm, I was going to just slip him a letter. And uh, I don't know what I'll put in that letter yet. But uh, I guess <laughs> Chad actually said, oh, you probably should put in, in the letter that mommy will be fine. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I'm, it's, it's, <laughs> and um and because I know Michael did worry about me a lot too. And yeah, I will I will have each of us write a letter um uh, to him. And um and I hope and I know he he Michael keeps all his letters. We all do, we all keep our letters, and you know, it's fun going back to those letters. And I know there'll be time probably when in his dorm that he'll probably see those letters and uh, just remind him of that no matter what, he has a family back home. Absolutely. You know, when it's on those days where maybe if they have a bad day, like I remember my son, Vinny, in my book, The Family Letter, I have a chapter about the perspective. And he said, you know, sometimes you just have a bad day. And he said, I just would remember I would he he would pick up a letter from one of us that he has had all these years, and it would remind him of who he was through the lens of his family. And so those those letters are a great connector. And I I met a father about a month ago, and they had just started reading the book, the family letter, and he did a first his first letter for his son going off to college, and he went to go visit his son probably like six months later. And you know how parents always love to give their kids money when they're off at college. So he brought his son some money and his son actually opened up a safe and the father's letter was in the safe where he kept his cash. And the father was really shocked. He goes, my letter's in the safe. 
And he said, Dad, I never want to lose that letter from you. And so, yeah, I would highly encourage everyone who's listening, if you can write a letter to your child before they go to college, let them know what you love and celebrate about them over all the years, how proud you are of them. And that as a mother and a father, that you're always still going to be there as their greatest cheerleader, their greatest supporter. And you're just celebrating them as they're moving off into their destiny and the plans that God has for them. And so I want to encourage all of us how important it is as parents to get to that place where we can let go and let God work in our children because he has a specific plan. He has a destiny for them that they're going to realize more and more as we can open up and let go because they'll discover their relationship with God. They're going to discover their faith and it'll go deeper and higher. And it's just, to me, it's one of the greatest things that you could do for your, your son or your daughter. I agree. I agree. So Karen, what, well, let me ask you this. How do you feel like your faith has helped you through this process? And is there anything specific that you feel the Lord is saying to you right now? You know, I'm so glad that I have God in my life and that I believe that um, God has a purpose for all of us. Because I, you know, if if I don't know this and I, if I don't have this feeling, I would be a mess. I know that that all my children are blessing from God, and I know that God has equipped me to raise these children to become the person they're going to be one day, and um, and that I know with my faith, knowing that. God, that everything is predestined by him and that, um, that my children will, will grow and, and be good citizens and successful people, most importantly, kind and good people. And, um, and that, you know, Chad and I have, you know, have done our best and, and that, we did good and, and all because of our faith in God that, um, that we can let him go and, um, and it'll be okay and it'll be fine. I love how you shared that. And any final advice to any parents that are listening? Is there something that you would say, I encourage you to do this and I would encourage you not to do this? Well, you know, Michael and I, we do a lot of volunteer work together as a, as a mom and son. We have this group, right, that you know of. It's called Young Men's Service League. And we do have a, a chapter here in Champions called YMSL Champions. And um, so him and I both do community service together. And you know what? Um, spend as much time as you can with them, not just watching them do sports and activities, but also um, 
spend time with them, helping others in need. You know, that, that time that we, that Michael and I had together, you know, watching him serve um, the underserved and, 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 you know, him watching me, how I, I care with the other people. And you know what? The conversations that we would have coming home from our volunteer service, you know, it's interesting. And and I see, and I see the the love that he has with people and the and um and the type of person he's becoming from when he was a kid and to how his heart has grown so big. And um, so spend time with your kids, do volunteer works with them and to see, you know, you through volunteer works, I, I, I feel like you could see where their heart is. And, um, and so do a lot of volunteer work with them, spend time with, with them and, and um, also care about their friends. You know, Michael has become close to um, six kids in, in his soccer team. And, um, and, you know, I've also, because I, I was the president of the Booster Club, I've also gotten close to those boys. And, um, and with that, you know, Michael saw, saw my interaction with them. And, um, and it made me, it, it made me kind of like be part of their little friend group because they can always go to me. They can always call in Mrs. Truman for question, for advice or anything like that. And you know what? Michael's somewhat proud of that. He's, you know, they know that I'm the go-to mom, right? And so, um, so spend time with, um, you know, with them a lot through volunteering and spend time with their friends as well and get to know the parents of their friends and, um, and just, you know, I, I did nag him a lot, but I don't think I would change anything. You know, <laughs> I, you know, because I have, you, you, and I did, I, I did nag him on on things that you know. I think Michael, you should do this. Michael, you should do that. You know, um, but I, I guess you know, there's times when he's like, "Mommy, I know. Mommy, I know. Mommy, I know." But you know, I think. Um, I, I, I wouldn't change that because some, I think we need to kind of be a constant reminder to our kids, right? Um, what I wouldn't do, I probably wouldn't worry so much, you know? It's like I had all these fears and worries about, you know, him getting hurt, um, doing, you know, doing this and that. But, you know, I just have... I, knowing what I know now, I wouldn't have so much fear of him doing things he wanted to do. I shouldn't have prevented him from, you know, going out more, whatever. It's just, you know, it's just fear. But um, now that I know better, and, and I should have known, you know, that God is in control of everything. And, you know, I, and... I believe that I've raised my child, you know, with morals and beliefs already that he'll, he'll make the right decision eventually. So, um, so yeah, so just don't worry about your kids so much because, you know, God's, God's got it, you know, everything will work out. 
That is, that's great advice because I sometimes we can worry more than we're supposed to. And yes. we, lo we lose a lot of sleep that we shouldn't be. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. We need to pray. And I think one of the best things we could ever do for our children when they're getting ready to leave the nest is to never make them feel guilty. Never let them feel like they're letting us down or life won't be the same without them. Like this, it, we should never, because our children are not really there to uh, fulfill our needs. That's yeah. why we don't have that. And sometimes when it's hard to let go, we, without realizing it, we could make our children feel guilty that they're leaving. So I would also add that to what you so beautifully shared, because I think we don't realize sometimes we can subtly put guilt on our children. I don't see you doing that at all. I see you like you're just wide open, like so ready for your son to experience this new season in his life and how you've prepared him. And as I shared in the beginning, this is not only a time of new discovery for our children, but it is also for us as parents. Uh, also to pay attention to our marriages as we move forward to now we have more time with our husbands as each child leaves the nest and kind of have a bucket list of maybe things yeah. that you want to do together as husband and wife. It's a, it's a celebration of a new season in a lot of ways. Yeah, Chad joke around about that too. He's going to be, he, he actually just said, um, he did say it one time. He's like, oh, okay. So when Michael's gone, you know, your baby, he calls Michael my baby. <laughs> like now your other baby will be gone. You know, you'll have more time with me. And it's, and you know, and I told him, like, we already work together every day. <laughs> you know, and, but, you know, but, you know, you're right. You know, there's so many times that, I think I probably had pushed um, Chad's need aside, you know, because I have to um, help Michael with, you know, with his Baylor application or whatever. Right. So, yeah. So I am looking forward to that, you know? So yeah, as one goes, I'm going to have, you know, a little bit of that time to each and everyone. <laughs> And for me as well. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a, it's a great change for everyone, Michael included. Yeah, it's yes. great. Yeah. Well, I'm so thrilled that you were here with me today, Karen. I think this is one of those transitions in life that everyone will experience if you have children. And to be able to embrace it, don't resist it, uh, look for the good. Uh, prepare our children, but also allow yourself to understand that there's new opportunity for you as well in life, but that it's also becomes the parent's time. And I think yeah. that's just how God designed it. You know, we're always in a place of growth and new experiences. And so I, I'd like to just end our time together. I'm going to read this little quote. We blink and our children fly the coop. But knowing they belong to God before he'd loaned them to us is a reminder that he watches over them when we are absent. These changes allow us to spread our own wings and to fly into a destiny planned for such a time as this. So beautiful. And it's an encouragement to every mother and father that you also 
still have a destiny and purpose to be realized and fulfilled as you're letting your children go and also begin to discover what God has prepared for them. Thank you for being with me today on the Transition Bridge podcast, where we all come together to learn, embrace, grow, and be transformed by the purpose and power of transitions. Thank you for joining us today on the Transition Bridge podcast. We appreciate you. If you enjoyed listening today, please go ahead and subscribe or review the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to check out the show notes. And for more information about Debbie, go to DebbieRonka.com. That's D-E-B-I-R-O-N-C-A.com.